Let's talk about what preschool should look like. Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. The biggest job that a preschool child has is to explore his surroundings and make sense of the world around him. As he uses his five senses, he's forming crucial connections in his brain, and those connections will help him be prepared for later challenges, like formal schoolwork. But pushing the schoolwork first defeats the purpose. Charlotte Mason encouraged us to give young children a full six years of a quiet growing time before we start formal lessons. In this episode, we want to discuss what that looks like. Joining me are my friends and fellow Charlotte Mason homeschoolers, Jen Foss and Laura Pitney. Now, between us, I was trying to count up how many preschool kids we have had in our homeschools. I've had four. You've had four. So there's eight. How many have you had already? Well, five that have gone through the preschool years already. Well, one's still in it, and then the baby. So the one's still in it, the five includes the one that's still in it? Yes. Okay. So... 13 between us and you have a baby that's coming up. So you're going to have we're going to have 14 preschool kids that have gone through our homes. Yes. What does preschool look like? I remember when I had little ones, sometimes the days seemed to go forever. And I knew I didn't want to do formal lessons, but what kinds of things should we do with preschool kids? I feel like before you even go there, there's a quote that I keep up in my school room that says, the days are long, but the years are short. And I think just the mental state of remembering that the time goes by so quick. I think that that helps motivate you on the days you're unmotivated to invest in those preschoolers, for sure. Yes. When you're you're in that day, (laughs) sometimes it does feel like that day is very, very long. But yes, when you try to take the long view... So for me, practically what that looks like, habits were a big focus Mm -hmm. for me with my little ones. Um, I had four in four years, and so the crazy was just there. And so I needed them to have good habits. So um, playing games to teach them habits, um, direction, first-time obedience when I'm giving commands. We just did a lot of games, informal play, that just really reiterated ultimately what I wanted to accomplish with them. Sometimes that was um, me instructing and coming up with the ideas. Sometimes it was my older um, children coming up with ideas to play with the little ones. It was just kind of a whole family uh, mindset of accomplishing those good things, the good habits. So habits for me was a big deal. I would say, yes, those routines and just trying to have that consistency of the routines. I know a big thing for me was just kind of having some anchors in my day so that you always think a schedule is a great idea. But with little ones, toddlers and preschoolers, the schedule often just falls, you know, goes out the window, window absolutely. Sometimes with your sanity too. Yes. Yes. That's right. Right with it. Absolutely. And so I feel like I had to have a few anchors in my day that Mm -hmm. if things were just going awry, then 
there would be certain things that would just bring us back and we could kind of have a redo, right? Yeah. So we always had a snack time at 10 o'clock and then again at 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And so snack time was a good reset for us, often trying to read books mm-hmm. during that snack time. And um, that would be a good reset. So even if your morning just right off the bat has gone down the drain, then that snack time you can just Food makes everyone happy, the little ones. And <laughs> Can so, you move it up to like 7 a.m.? No, <laughs> yeah. If we need well, it. I mean, snack time a little early, kids. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah, snack times and meal times, yeah. those right. seem to be the anchors. Mm-hmm. Now, routine is different from schedule, Absolutely. as you said. Routine Absolutely. is more, we're going to do this and then we're going to do that, but it's not tied to a clock. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's right. a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, I think having kind of a flow to yeah. your day, what comes next, so that they have that consistency mm-hmm. of these are the things that come next. It may not necessarily be a strict schedule where we do this for 10 minutes, then we do this for 15 minutes, mm-hmm. and oh, we're behind schedule, mm-hmm. but kind of a flow to your day mm-hmm. of these are the things that come just what comes next. They're always asking what comes yeah. next, right? Yeah. And I think a big so. part of that is being prepared. And we were just talking about this, knowing what's in your house, knowing what you can do with your preschoolers. So I, (laughs) yes, I often just, we have so many different activities. As we talked about, I have six kids. And so I have so many things. Like possessions is what you're talking about. Yes, so many different activities and things Mm -hmm. that they can do. Um, that we've accumulated mm-hmm. over the years. But what, when you're in the moment and you things? have a toddler or a preschooler mm-hmm. who is maybe having a meltdown, you can't think of anything in that yeah. moment. <laughs> of, yeah. you know? So what I've done is I just sat down and made a list, and I actually have had um, the little ones help me with, okay, let's think of everything we have. We have Play-Doh, we mm-hmm. have pattern blocks, we have lacing beads, all these different things that they can do. And um, we have one of our favorite things that we have collected are the little um, animals, the Schleck animals. I think that's what they're called, right? <laughs> so just we have a one bin of animals and one bin of we just call it guys. So any little figurine type animals and then one of the figurine just mm-hmm. little people. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that's an activity for my kids is just getting out that bin of animals. But in that moment, you can't think of all the things that you have. So I took um, some slips of paper and I wrote everything down. And so now I have it in a little jar. And when we need Mm -hmm. to think of what are we going to to do next, and you maybe don't have a plan, we'll get that out. And they can choose two. And then I read it to them and they get to choose the one out of those two things that they picked, which one do Mm -hmm. they want to do? So they feel like they have some choice over that. Yeah. I think think that's that's a big deal for sure. Because I think if we give them the responsibility of choosing what they get to do, right. even though we're ultimately in charge, then yes. they're more committed to that activity and usually mm-hmm. more content doing that um, Make versus them think that they're in charge. Correct. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> correct. Correct. And I think that goes back to habits, teaching them boundaries and say, okay, you just selected to play with Lincoln logs. So I'm going to set my timer and you're going to play with this for 30 minutes or 20 minutes or 10, whatever that looks like. So the habit of obedience and doing what you tell them to do comes into play with 
keeping them busy so they're not necessarily underfoot during that time. Now you have a special timer, don't you, Chair? I do have a special timer and that has been a huge, yes, a huge tool in our, in our homeschool. And um, so it's called the visual timer. And I think there are many different kinds. Some, um, I have a really big one, um, which is our favorite and it has a little handle on it so they can even tote it around. Oh, nice. Um, And then I have some, I have three of them. (laughs) It might be overkill, but no, not for you. I like them. So we have we have two that are magnetic. So one in the refrigerator and then one on a whiteboard in our homeschool room. So we use the visual timers for a lot of things, but for little ones they can't understand that concept of just 30, 30 minutes or 10 yeah. more minutes. Time is very abstract, so, especially yes. to a young child. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so this visual timer, you set it and it changes color, so it shows them how big of a block of time they have left. So now they know, they know when I say an hour and I do the entire timer, so the whole thing turns red and then they can see it. The red disappearing. So they know that a whole, yes, it disappears. The color disappears. Okay. Right. And so that has been a huge help that they Mm -hmm. now have some sense of time because I think for little ones, they need to feel some sense of control over what they're doing and that everything in their day is not just open-ended. Like Mm -hmm. what we were just saying, the what comes next, Mm -hmm. they, it helps them to feel safe Yes, Mm -hmm. when they have a a routine that they go through, a what comes next. And Mm -hmm. when they know what comes next, I have one child in particular that really, really needs to know what comes next Mm -hmm. to help her feel safe. And so um, it's just that timer is another way Mm -hmm. of helping them know, okay, this is how much time I have Mm -hmm. left. And then Mm -hmm. I think the hardest thing is that consistency and getting those kind of things started. Because when I first started using the timer, it was painful. (laughs) And, um, you know, they may try to touch the timer to make it less time. Mm -hmm. And so a little tip for that if you start using the visual (laughs) timer (laughs) is well you have to kind of keep track of it on your own because they may try to change it and Mm -hmm. so um I would tell them that I would add five minutes so Mm -hmm. oh you touched the timer so now we have to add a few more minutes so it's kind of a natural consequence right but that only happened only a few times. They so. learn quickly they, if yeah, you're consistent, oh, yeah. as you said. Yeah, yeah. Yes, if you're that's consistent. the hardest part. I think another good idea with preschoolers is to figure out how you can include them in things. Absolutely. I mean, if your preschoolers are your older kids, then they naturally want to follow you along, you right. know. And then right. as you have older kids and preschoolers, then it's almost like, well, what can I figure out for them to do? And how can I still invest in them as with all the other things going on? But mm-hmm. with preschoolers themselves, they just, they think they're big and they want to act big. So I think it's just brainstorming how you can include them, right. you know, in the simple daily routine that you have to do anyway, folding laundry. You know, I would have kids, you know, move it from the washing machine to the dryer. Mm-hmm. Or if we would dump it all into the laundry hamper, they'd help push it across the floor. I mean, yeah. I included them within right. the chores that I was already doing. Um, you mentioned even in the kitchen, you know. Right. Yes, they can stir, you know. Yes. But what else can they do to help right. learn chores in the kitchen? Yeah, it seems so limited because yeah. everything involves either sharp knives or <laughs> fire. Right. You know. So, yes, you can stir. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Just so yeah. just brainstorming and, you know, finding good resources for things um, 
like that, even yard work. I mean, there's things that maybe beyond them to really accomplish the job in full, but right. they can do pieces of it, you know, yeah, and they can. Absolutely. So I just, I just think we have to look at what our home situation's like, what chores need to be done, and then think, okay, how can I include my preschool right. preschooler with us? Yeah, it's easy for us to think, Okay, they are, we wouldn't say this, yeah. but it's easy to think they're a nuisance. They're slowing me down. Right. Absolutely. And, and how am I going to keep a clean house right. with them underfoot? Correct. When actually, and yes, mm-hmm. you could clean the house a whole lot faster without them helping you. Sure. Mm-hmm. But right. getting them involved keeps them out of trouble. Yes. And you're training them Absolutely. to do yes. those chores when they get older. Sure, so why not take advantage of it when they want to help mm-hmm. you? Right, mm-hmm. right. Let them do it. Mine would fold I wouldn't trust them to fold the shirts but they could fold the socks they could they started with washcloths because you just fold it this way fold it this way good job you know (laughs) and you're done for sure restocking toilet paper is a great chore where they can go to all the bathrooms and bring the trash bring the trash cans the bathroom trash Mm -hmm. cans to the big trash can that's one that my little one does yeah and then we have in the kitchen we have one cabinet that just has kind of the the kids uh, plastic dishes and so even my little guy that's three can put away the bowls and the cups that are the plastic we call Mm -hmm. it so I have two um, dishwasher helpers that help empty it so one does the big stuff and one does the kid stuff so nice and it's down where he can reach it right that cabinet now that cabinet is a scary mess but all of the the kid things that aren't breakable I remember when my kids were getting a little bit bigger, like maybe four or five, I could not have them take out the plates from the dishwasher and put them up in the cupboard, but they could take them out and stack them on the countertop. And then all I had to do was grab the stack, put it up. So you might want to break down chores into little segments, if you will. You know, and one of our questions was, you know, if we're supposed to invest these six years leading up to school Mm -hmm. without doing formal schooling, all of these chores are motor skills, are listening. I mean, you're developing school skills without doing school that they will apply once they hit, you know, that six, seven-year-old, you know, year of, of school. So... I feel like it's important to understand that the things that we do with them and the things that we teach with them, even stacking Lincoln Logs or Play-Doh, all of those things are building physical skills, even with their handwriting, with even how to hold a book. And mental. Yeah, for sure. So there's definitely value in investing in the little things during these younger years. Um, So I have a question. Mm -hmm. I think everything we've talked about is really great. But what do we do with them when we don't want them around us? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just asking. That happens. <laughs> just, I'm just throwing that that out there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Sometimes goodness. we just, we just don't want right our kids around us. And that, okay. One thing that I did, I had a friend who had kids the same age as mine, and often I would call her up, and so we would either, I would either take my kids over to her house. And they would go play together while we sat and actually had an adult conversation. That sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or sometimes we would trade off yeah. where you'll watch my kids so I can have an hour of breathing time. Yeah. And then the next week I'll watch yours so you can have an hour of breathing yeah. time. I think a little that's bartering a bartering going on. Yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, yeah that was a big thing. Yeah. 
we've talked about chores. Mm -hmm. um, what are some other kinds of activities that our kids can do in those preschool years? Um, when you mentioned not having them under feet, you just want them away from mm -hmm. you. Sometimes also, I would just get completely cabin fever. Yeah. Yes. Staring Absolutely. at the same four walls. And I was up in Chicago, yeah. so the winters seemed forever, right. you know? Right. So what, do, what kinds of things can we do besides chores? I feel like when my oldest were preschoolers, and I only had little ones, mm -hmm. I really, really felt the need to get out of the house. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, I really like to talk to people and just being in the house all the time with the little people, those were not <laughs> the people I always wanted mm -hmm. to be talking to. Yeah. <laughs> Conversations uh, yeah. are important with them, <laughs> absolutely, but sometimes it's, yeah. yeah. So I just, I really felt the need to get out. And I think the change of scenery is really good for them too. And so I sought out some different things that we could do on, I know a weekly basis, we would go to the library mm -hmm. and the libraries usually have mm -hmm. all kinds of different programs, right? Mm -hmm. And so I remember even going to the baby lap sit program yeah. when they were really little. And um, Tuesday mornings so, at 10. That's right. <laughs> that's we right. were there. <laughs> and so it just became a mm -hmm. thing that we did every week and that they looked forward to. And then what I would do is bring those books like the... Um, Honey for a Child's Heart, oh, and yes. books that children love, mm -hmm. I think is one. I would bring that because I didn't know what the best mm -hmm. books were for young children at that point. And those books are books of book lists. Right, exactly. That for different ages, yeah. And so I would take those books with me to the library and search out mm -hmm. those yeah. good books mm -hmm. and bring those home, and then that helped me figure out which books I wanted to purchase for our own home library. So it was kind of a win-win mm -hmm. situation. Yeah, yeah. But that just became something, and that became a routine as well mm -hmm. um, right. of something that we could do is go to the library. And yeah. um, so, yeah. or going to the park, or I definitely got out a lot more yeah. when I only had yeah. <laughs> little ones. It's, it's a little bit more difficult when you have older ones that are homeschooling too. But when you mm -hmm. only have the little ones at yeah. home, I There's a little like, bit of freedom there in some right, ways with your schedule. Right, and, because you're not doing the formal schooling and those right. things, but all it's it's laying such a good foundation. You're laying foundation for books to be a part mm -hmm. of their life. You're laying a foundation for nature mm -hmm. to be a part of their life, even though it's not on a formal um, you know, school yet, yeah. mm -hmm. a formal school mm -hmm. level, but you, you're making yeah. it be something that they yeah. do, something that they love. Going mm -hmm. outside is something that we do. Yeah. I was just going to say, even if it's just getting outside in your own yard, Absolutely, um, yes. we had a trail that we would walk, you know, repeatedly um, through our yard so that we just got familiar with things in our yard just to observe the changes. And that was the right. beginning of nature study yes, that we've come right. to know now, but right. just, you know, those habits. So even though we weren't in our four walls, having preschoolers staying on our property was right. was kind of right. handy in some ways. Well, so. even, I know a favorite thing that we had, we would keep a, a big quilt in our garage mm -hmm. and I would just pull it out into the yard. Mm -hmm. And a favorite thing mm -hmm. that um, my kids have done is um, we had a little bin of just um, matchbox cars and they would roll them down the driveway, roll them down the driveway. Even when they're really little, that mm -hmm. became a fun thing they did. Yeah. But taking the toys outside or the activities outside 
the same things that you have inside, but mm-hmm. just relocating yeah. that can even change the mood of a child. I know change you, your mood. Absolutely, yeah. it can change yeah. our mood. It makes really, me that's a lot happier. Probably, that's probably. The, and when they're outside, the, they're not messing up inside, yeah. not yes. making a mess. Right. You know. But you would even have you had your dollhouse mm-hmm. on our porch on the porch for a while, oh, and the kids idea. loved that. Yeah. The kids loved that. Or even just make the peanut butter and jelly sandwich mm-hmm. and go have lunch outside. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember when time when all mine were you know pretty small we would take we took a quilt in our backyard and I took our read aloud book some of our picture books that um, I wanted to read to them and it it was one of those situations where we're just all kind of laying on our tummy looking at the book kicking our feet up and then we started looking at all the the grass uh, petals and all of them had these little green green some kind of worm and we looked at this, and then we looked at the next one, and we and it's like the whole yard. Wow! Something must have just hatched in our yard. Some kind of little creature. If if I was a really good mom, I would have like learned about the <laughs> the worm. But that's not the point here. <laughs> the point is there was, I mean, thousands of these right. little um, green bugs. So then, of course, they had to get the magnifying glass, and you know, of course, they tried counting them. We, I mean, we couldn't count as high as we saw them, but just wow. that opportunity of right. taking it outside, spending that time doing unofficial school by reading one of their, you know, some of their favorite picture books and then just happen to look up at all these. And then I'm like, I don't want to walk barefoot back to my house. I'm going to be squishing all these worms. So I kind of got a little grossed out, but it was a great, it was a great memory. (laughs) And I think sometimes people want to, or maybe feel the pressure to do school. Mm-hmm. to do yeah. a formal mm-hmm. school with children, yeah. even when they're four and five. You get pressure and from yes. other people. Yeah, absolutely. They, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But when you look at things like that, that is a form of schooling. Mm-hmm. For Cur- sure. Curiosity. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You're you're building this beautiful foundation mm-hmm. for all of these things to come. So yeah. instead of pushing yeah. the formal things down so mm-hmm. young, they will have time for that. They will yeah. have time for that. But you won't yeah. be able to get those younger years right. back to do all those That's other true. things. Yeah. So so we yeah. can we can give them music mm-hmm. by Absolutely. just playing music and letting them move to it, mm-hmm. explore different ways they can move low, medium, high mm-hmm. levels. Right. We can show them good pictures, mm-hmm. um, cultivate their tastes yep. for what is beautiful, just informally. Yeah. Right. Um, right. We can read poetry to them. Yep. Nursery rhymes. Yeah. Nursery yes. rhymes are such a good foundation mm-hmm. for the poetry. Mm-hmm. And and for reading even, because before a child can learn to read, mm-hmm. that child has to be able to hear the difference right. in the sounds mm-hmm. of the words. So nursery rhymes is going to help cultivate that hearing because they've got to have that first. And then we can also do crafts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't have to be elaborate. The, mm-hmm. One thing I see a lot of moms doing who have preschoolers is they buy a kit and say, okay, make your craft look just like this kit, you know? But that's not giving the child the creative outlet that he needs. I remember when my oldest was a preschooler, we just created a big craft box Mm -hmm. and we would put construction paper, just scratch paper from the printer, um, safety scissors, Mm -hmm. glue sticks. I did not give her liquid glue because I was a bad mommy (laughs) and I didn't want to clean up the the mess. Well, the glue sticks can be popsicles. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm glad she didn't know that. It happens. (laughs) And I did not put glitter in it, but some adventurous moms do that. Yes. Um, We also then would just put in 
um, old toilet paper tubes right. and paper towel tubes and pieces of aluminum foil mm -hmm. and um, just anything we could think of yeah. that they could then create mm -hmm. with. Right. It's going to make a mess. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's such good, yeah. it's, it's time well spent. Yeah, it's a good sure. mess. Yes, it's a good mess. It is. Mess. One of my kids invest in a good vacuum cleaner and right. a good sprite cleaner. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> One of my kids' favorite things to do is to play with boxes. Oh yes. So whenever we bring home boxes from the grocery store, like the you know Sam's type places, mm -hmm. um, we bring home the mm -hmm. boxes from that. They would get so excited. Our, our oldest, when they were little, that was better than, you know. Any toy. A, it really was. Yeah. And they would make just crazy things out of these boxes. Yeah. And now any Amazon mm -hmm. box that we get or anything like that, they all fight over mm -hmm. who's going to get the boxes. Yeah, yeah. And so they just have made some really cool things. Mm -hmm. And a favorite book is Rocks a Boxin. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that yes. is a great book for boxes. So start collecting those boxes, yeah. you yeah. know, and, yeah. and that's, that gives them yeah. a lot of fun. But, yeah, I think I think it's the more creative they can mm -hmm. be and not those kits. They just have more freedom mm -hmm. to make. And they, they come up with just amazing, amazing. things. Yes. It really is neat to see. To think about having a craft box with all these supplies that they can just right. be creative. I've kind of... Um, graduated to an outside box so that it's appropriate things that I don't care if they get destroyed or messed up or left That's outside. Good. So oh, okay. little ones up to the older ones, they know that if it's coming out of, it's like one of those big circular tubs with the handle. So okay. they know that if anything's in there, it's like free play for outside. So it may be old rags or blankets or okay. um, sticks that they've manipulated but even like the little ones you know it may be cups that they can fill with dirt or sand or right. just kind of like sandbox type toys thing you know things sure, that they can play sure. but it's mm -hmm. bigger than that because mm -hmm. we don't have a sandbox so it's and just resources changing it do. and having mm -hmm. it outside makes a whole, whole different new yes. thing yes. to do and honestly I'm like if I'm tired of it in my house I'm like y'all go put that in the outside box it's like right, it right. kind of helps you clean out your house a little bit too. and you still have a purpose <laughs> yeah. with that stuff yeah that's great that's a yeah. great I idea like that. that's a great that. idea yeah. did you guys do very many outings I know you said the library. Well, we have a funny story about... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes? So, Jen and I, I feel like, are like-minded. Um, we're homeschool families, so we've just bonded over the years. And last-minute phone calls seem to work the best because sometimes it's really hard to plan with little ones and bigger families. And yeah. Yeah. She, sent, she either sent me the email or, or called and said, Hey, let's go to the zoo. And I was like, Okay, let's go. It's you know, spring break week, so it's going to be super crowded. But I think that oh. was because they were having a special on right. the family passes. So we're like, okay, we'll go get this joint family pass. We were, well, I think we were each going to get the family pass because they were having this deal. and there, Or it was a coupon <laughs> mm -hmm. or something. And so we went, and there were about like a million people. Yeah, there. it was oh so many. Goodness. It was crazy. Yeah. And we had a lot of kids. It's one of those scenarios where I wish we had a rope and just told all the kids just to hold awesome. the ropes so we could pull them. You know, because it's like, where are all the yeah. people? Yeah. thought we were a school group, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, you for were, sure. actually. Yeah. For sure. Right. So we went up to the, the guest services to purchase a family pass. And basically... For each of us to get our own family pass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't enough, like, for our families. Because, you know, it's standard... 
you know, maybe four people to the past. It was a small number. Oh, yes. And so then I think the lady, you were really pregnant, I think. And I just think she felt sorry for us because it's like we're just sitting there with big puppy dog eyes looking at her with all these kids hovering around us. So we ended up. But she told us, but well, if you do a joint pass Mm -hmm. together, you can have two adults and eight children. And you don't always, or four adults. Anyway, but it worked out ideal to where Jen and I could go and take all of our kids for the year. Or if one of us didn't go, we could bring other friends Mm -hmm. to come. So So that was fun. And it was half the price because we got this pass together. So I'm pretty sure she felt really sorry for us. (laughs) (laughs) But there are creative ways to go do outings. I know inexpensively too. Right, right. That um, the place. I can't think of what it's called for the like imagination mm-hmm. type place that's yeah. down in downtown it, in Atlanta. Yeah, they have a free Tuesday afternoon that you can go to. So we did that a few times. So you times. can find some economical things to do or ask for passes for Christmas. I mean, we end up accumulating so many things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so to use those consumable mm-hmm. um you know, gifts. Like, or like to an aquarium or to the right, zoo or, right. or even That's state great. parks. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And yeah. state parks, I think if you have an older child, a fourth grader, you can get into all the state parks for free yeah. the whole year. Oh, wow. And so. so there's lots of little tricks like that to find out, to keep, you know, yeah. to keep prices down. And, and sometimes we, we planned it because we knew an event was coming. So we planned it and then, you know, we're like the more the merrier. So other moms and families right. came and then sometimes it was like the zoo incident, incident last minute, right. good deal for our sanity, let's load up and go, you know. So I think there's a good balance of, of planning trips and also just and having having that good friend that it can be like, I'm losing my mind today. We need to get out of the house. Right. What can we go do right. together? And it may just be going to the park or um, wherever they have ice cold Coke where you can get your Coke and drink and the kids can play and everybody's happy, you know, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yes, I know sometimes it seems harder to have somebody come over to the house and it, it feels like yeah. you have more things going on or maybe yeah. interrupting your day. But mm-hmm. really, it's a blessing when you have other people come in and other children come in because your children are so are so much more occupied. And then you get to talk mm-hmm. to a friend, too. And Adult so conversation. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> so it, it really yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, it really is great to have. Well, one thing we haven't talked about is ABCs and 123s. Yeah, overrated. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That seems to be the thing that we get the most pressure about from outsiders. And do we, since we're not doing formal lessons then, Mm -hmm. do we just say, well, you're not going to learn any of your ABCs, one, two, threes, don't worry about it. Or let's talk about some things that we can do Mm -hmm. to lay the foundation informally. Mm -hmm. Sure. One thing that comes to mind is Charlotte Mason talked about give the child, even from the time they're itty-bitty, give them some letters that they can play with. So just like with their you know, they're little guys you're right. talking about. Right. They have right. the letters, and you can refer to those letters as mm-hmm. they're playing. Right. So they get to know the letter names, and mm-hmm. if you're reading ABC books with them, mm-hmm. just, you know, put right. them in the stack along with all the other books. Right. Um, and getting good ABC books, sure. we'll yes. have to do an episode on how to choose good books. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> good Especially for books. the little ones. For yes. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's so much... There, out there, there is to weed through. Yeah, sure. absolutely. But if you read those good ABC books, that it helps them learn the sounds that yeah. the letters make, 
as well as there's other things for them to look at and engages their mind in many ways. For sure. And we talked about nursery rhymes right. are also laying the foundation. Just reading books to them mm-hmm. is a big yeah. thing. Sure. For well, numbers, I was thinking as informal as we want to keep it, you know, for them that, to have the idea that one, the number one is associated with one object. So even counting the steps as they jump up your front steps, yes. one, two, three, you know, that right. just counting everything, associating yeah. things. So that I feel like numbers naturally come easy just because, hey, right. let's count, you know, this or let's, you know, or march. count the toys as you put them away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So I just feel right. like a lot of times... Not teaching numbers as they're interested in wanting to learn. Using games. Yeah. It's, games. Even just rolling yeah. the dice mm-hmm. and having them move that many spaces on a game. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Or, or learning colors spinning. through yeah. Candyland. I mean, there yeah. are so yeah. many games yeah. out there now that just yeah. gradually bring in those little skills. Yeah. And, and there's so much more to math than just the yeah. numbers. I mean, Absolutely. there's learning about uh, behind mm-hmm. and before sure. and... Uh, left, middle, right, mm-hmm. learning about um, above and below, yeah. anything like yeah. that, left and right, learning about the places, first, second, um, all of those things, big and small, mm-hmm. and bigger mm-hmm. and smaller in different degrees, lining up your toys from smallest to biggest. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not all of them. <laughs> that could take forever. But any of those things, that all has to do with math. Yeah. And those are things that we yeah. can do easily just as the children are playing. Right. It doesn't have to, it shouldn't be. I'm not going to say it doesn't have to be. I'm going to say it shouldn't be a worksheet. Right. right. Sit down and right. figure this out. Yeah. We don't want to push that. And that's sure. not what they want to be doing either. So yeah. learning just by the way mm-hmm. is... Or my three-year-old, he's very interested in his name right now. He's starting mm-hmm. to understand that it does mean something. This, Do you want me to write Charlie on this? And and I do. And so now he's learned C mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's what starts his name. So yeah, yes. they start learning these letters just as, you said, as they start the getting interested in things. And then you can, you know, you can teach them those letters in their name and then mm-hmm. Uh, but you're not sitting down and having this formal school lesson or doing a worksheet. Right. I think so. that the mom of, the, of a preschooler should understand, too, that teaching them things doesn't mean you have to teach them all day long. So yes. sure. to give yourself some grace and guilt-free <laughs> time to where, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm just going to sit down for about 10 minutes and we're going to count something or we're going to go over Charlie's name and the C and just, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, but knowing that it doesn't have to be all day, every day. It shouldn't and, be all yeah, day. Yeah, correct. But, I mean, the child is learning sure. all day, every day, but sure. it well, doesn't it's have like to be you organized said, like you know, that. It seems like we get asked a lot, well, what is your little one learning, or mm-hmm. have they started school yet? Mm-hmm. You know, just the pressure. Mm-hmm. So I feel like sometimes we add pressure to ourselves. Especially if it's your first child. Yeah. I think the <laughs> yeah. oldest child there is, yeah. there's a lot of, a lot of pressure to we also have more energy and time perform sure <laughs> yeah. but i think you haven't yeah. had the time to see sure. that they really do have more time mm-hmm. to learn mm-hmm. all of those schoolish type things and so it's kind of the trust the system thing trust yeah. the people who have been walking that walk and mm-hmm. that have seen the fruit of laying that good foundation but it's really difficult when it's your first child 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it is. To rein it back. <laughs> right. And to not, yeah, yeah to not want yeah. to to fight that, trying to not give them worksheets and things like that yeah. because yeah. you want them to do. Yeah. So. So if, as a mom who's been there, what would you advise? What would you say to a young mom who came up and said, this is my first preschooler. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What am I supposed to be doing with him? What counsel would you give to her? Pray a lot. <laughs> yes. That's so no, true. true. It is true. I, I know we say yeah. that in a funny way, yeah. but really, yeah. that is absolutely true. I guess if it was um, exactly what you just described, you know, my first response just off the top of my head would be love them, love them 100%, mm-hmm. and see them as a person, look them in the eye, want them to be with you. Um, Give them the best of yourself. And then after, you know, listening to everything we just talked about, apply some of those things. Think about, you know, maybe choose a habit to start working on or let's have a, a box of crafts that they can just rummage through or, you know, just brainstorm right. one or two things that you can start with. Because if you look at all the things right. some families it do, it's impossible because sure, sure. every home is so different. But to just be starting out, um, I just think forming that good relationship with them. You're tired. Right. You don't necessarily want to do it, but um, you're investing in a life, and I think you can f- be encouraged knowing that there's more value um, right. to that person than you know just checking off your list of things you got to get done that day. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Sure. I would. I would. I would say really try to find some other like-minded moms and mm-hmm. maybe have a good group of people that you can bounce ideas off of and and when it Mm -hmm. is a hard day someone that you can go to and talk to about that (laughs) because I mean our husbands for sure hear that but sometimes it's nice to have the other mom that's kind of in the same in the trenches with you right Mm -hmm. and so try to find a good group and um, and then like you said maybe Mm -hmm. just one thing just one thing Mm-hmm. And really try to work on that one thing. And maybe that's just um, going on an outing once a week. And then once you start doing that and you get used to it, mm-hmm. because sometimes mm-hmm. it's just scary to try to get out there. What if mm-hmm. I forget something? What yeah, if I forget yeah. that? I had a friend who had a sticky note on the back of her door um, going into her garage that had a list. One day she sat down and made a list of these are all yeah. the things I need before I leave somewhere so, so that smart. she wouldn't forget anything. Yes. I thought that was brilliant. Yes. And so you can just check that list really quickly mm-hmm. and make sure, oh, I forgot the diapers or I yeah. forgot the wipes or yeah. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. I forgot the yeah. kid. <laughs> <laughs> Some days I would need to put that on the list. Yes. And so then once you make that one thing habit of going to the library every week and getting out, then start on a new habit of, okay, this mm-hmm. week we're going to, I'm going to make a list of all of our activities that we could do and just find things. You don't have to go out and mm-hmm. buy a lot of things, especially if it's your yeah. oldest child and you haven't built up a supply mm-hmm. of these different things. Right. But maybe this week I'm going to try to put together a right. craft box. Yeah. And it may be toilet paper rolls and, mm-hmm. you know, boxes and different things. And 
Um, and then you have this craft mm-hmm. box and then, mm-hmm. you know, the next, the next month you go to a different thing mm-hmm. that you're going to try to implement. And then before yeah. you know it, mm-hmm. you have these habits that have been formed with your mm-hmm. child and, and yeah. each thing gets a little bit easier. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Good. Thank you for all these ideas. And now it's your turn. Do you have any ideas for preschool activities? Ideas that are going to provide informal learning opportunities. Leave a comment, share your idea, or if you have a question you'd like us to discuss, put that in the comments too, and let's get your questions answered. If you enjoyed this video, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We also have an audio version of this podcast, or you can read it as a blog post on our website at simplycharlottemason.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.